your favorite book and would you like to talk about it? Pour a pint, make some tea, pull a chair up. Let's talk worlds, it feels so real, feel free to scream and shout it. It's okay, you're in Fiona's book club. Hello and welcome to episode five of Fiona's book club. I'm your host, Fiona Frawley. How are you getting on? Are you okay? Hope you're good and excited for another little chat. My guest this week is Shane Clifford. He is a wonderful comedian from County Kerry. You might know him as Brilliant Shane. He has his own deadly podcast called uh, Shane's Brilliant Podcast. And it's a very, very soothing look into the inner workings of his mind, will I say. Hope that's an okay way to describe it. He's very funny. Very good. Go and follow him. And yeah, enjoy that. Right, so this book, um, The Stranger by Albert Camus. Spoilers coming your way in approximately two seconds. So if you haven't read it and you do want to, maybe just put me on pause and come back after you have read if you want to just know what happens in the book so you can listen along to this i'll have the synopsis up at fionasbookclub.com like i do for all of the books we've talked about in this season so head over there and have a look i also i'm gonna have trigger warnings coming out of me ghoulies for this one um it features violence towards women the murder of an unarmed arab man so do just bear that in mind and you know take care of yourself please thank you so yeah this was my first experience of Camus I don't know if you've read him before or what your feelings are but this book was a very difficult read for the times we're living in at the moment I feel like at the moment you know we're being faced with the violence and horrendous goings-on that happen daily in the world and it's no longer really an option to look away and that's a good thing you know it's time for a change and we all need to be accountable for that I believe obviously sometimes you know it's difficult it can be hard to be faced with these realities like it's depressing it's emotionally taxing and sometimes we need to take a break but important to then come back from the break and re-engage because you know not everyone has the option to take breaks so we should be aware of that but yeah so with all that considered um reading a book that features kind of horrendous violence and the reason the violence occurs being because the main lad Marceau just doesn't give a shit about anything made me very mad because I think that's what's coming to light more so at the moment is kind of how violent and dangerous it is to not give a shit to just not be arsed for anything that doesn't directly affect you like we all probably know someone who lives their life that way and the main character of the stranger Marceau he kind of takes that way of life to the extreme he made me very angry um something that was interesting about the book choice though was Shane mentioned this book had a big effect on him in his early 20s but going back and reading it now he also was frustrated and saw the issues with it and I definitely 
relate to that like there's things that I probably thought were cool or edgy when I was younger but when you grow up and you gain more empathy and realize people's lives and safety aren't something for you to find air quotes interesting or mull over or debate you kind of I don't know your taste changes and develops I hope like you know when people just want to have a debate about say for example black lives matter or trans rights or they want to like see things from trump's perspective or read fucking mein Kampf because it's interesting you know fuck off like who are we to sit in our big thrones and act like these things are topics for discussion they're people's lives you know sorry now by the way Shane did not do that at all and I think we had a really great chat about the danger of apathy and not giving a shit it's just this book in general reminded me of that way of thinking uh, am I making sense you can't answer but uh, sure DM me if I'm not I think kind of <laughs> the book made me realize this as well like the word interesting in general can sometimes make me raise an eyebrow because like often when someone says something's interesting it probably means it's problematic or offensive or hurtful to someone not always like you know feel free to disagree with me there but definitely when I was listening back and editing this I noticed that anytime I was saying something about the book was interesting what I really meant was it was a pile of shit so I'm gonna try and change my vocabulary from now on when I say something's interesting I'm going to say what I really mean that it's a pile of shit so just so that it's clear that I don't wish to have a light-hearted debate over a brandy about someone being beaten or murdered. I also like notice myself laughing or speaking through laughter about some of the moments that I hated most in the book, which I'm going to try and stop doing. Because like I think in my mind, I know I'm angry, but I'm sure to someone else it would sound like these that I think these things are a bit gas, which I don't. So I'm very sorry in advance if you listen to this and think a little bitch laughing the laughter is a manifestation of my anger do you know what I mean anyway anyway enough I really did enjoy this chat even though I didn't love the subject matter and I think Shane's great and I really enjoyed hearing about his journey through the world and I hope you do too if you do enjoy it you know what I'm gonna say before I say it please like and subscribe leave a nice review on apple podcasts if you're feeling generous um that would make my day and help the podcast to grow and validate me which is something i desperately need anyway enough about that are you ready come on now get comfortable get relaxed if you're on public transport spread out you're able to now because no one's allowed to sit beside you and please enjoy episode five of fiona's book club the stranger with shane clifford
so yeah, you picked this book, The Stranger, mm-hmm. by Albert Camus. Albert. Uh, oh, my apologies. <laughs> my sincere apologies. Yeah. Albert. Um, that like sets the precedent for this <laughs> chat, I feel. Um, so what's the crack with this? What um, what made you choose it? All right. Well, firstly, I think one of the main reasons I chose it was because it's very short. <laughs> that's, that's what everyone says. And it's a really good, like every book has been really short. Yeah. I appreciate it. So, um, but really, um, it's a book that really affected me growing up as a young man and in fact I hadn't read it in I read it in preparation for this and I hadn't read it in I don't know 10 years or more and in I could see when I was reading it again how much it really affected me growing up as a young well you I say young man but a man in his 20s at least yeah that's a young man yeah, it's young. well, from my perspective, yeah. yeah. But um, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, it's a huge effect, and I think it's had a huge effect on um life in the twentieth century, or especially in the twentieth century, and yeah. into the twenty first century. Yeah, and I just think it's a great book, anyway. Yeah, and it's interesting, like that, because I but like definitely stuff that you consume in your early 20s you on it's kind of like you have less of a handle on your feelings your emotions and your perception of things so it would be like this book affected me but I can't even yeah articulate what those feelings are yeah exactly and like when I was reading it again um it sort of came it sort of reinforced the philosophy that I thought that I came to myself kind of if you know what I mean (laughs) But then when um, I was reading the book, I was like, oh, this is where I got it all from, you know? Okay. <laughs> and what was what was that philosophy? Well, all right. So when I was in my early to mid-20s, before I went on um, my favorite things in the world, which are antidepressants, I I, I, I was very like, um, I was having like a typical mid-20s quarter-life crisis and Basically, I was afraid that I was wasting my life um, and this was constant, you know, that I was going to uh, die in, at some right. point and that I'll have achieved nothing. And that, um, you know, when I I was thinking, oh, my God, I've lived 25 years already and yeah. I've, I've got 60 left if I'm lucky. So yeah. that's going to fly by and I'm not going to it's going to be gone. And this was always uh, a problem for me. Like, you know, there was some sort, there was a all, definitely a, a mental health <laughs> issue there as well yeah, as just yeah. a crisis. But uh, when I got older, a little bit older, I kind of just realized, oh, well, look, there's no point going around um, worrying about what your life should be to just mm-hmm. kind of accept what it is now. And then when you die in 60 years or whenever even if it was tomorrow um it's not going to really be a big deal for you <laughs> you know what i mean because yeah. you're gone and things that you worry about in your life now like you know things that seem important when you are gone um nobody's going to even remember them at all yeah. they're n- literally not important and that is that might sound depressing <laughs> to some <laughs> no, people no no <laughs> 
because some people have said to me, Jesus, that's so are you okay when I've told them that. But to me, that's just like so freeing. It's like, okay, look, your problems. Because if you look at your problems that you have now in five years, they're not going to, you're not even going to think of them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my philosophy was basically none of it really, nothing really truly matters. And in this book, the guy in the book, Merceau, he basically mm-hmm. is takes that idea and Camus does to the to the max, basically, because nothing is important in to the guy in the book. He certainly, yeah, he really doesn't give a shit. He about doesn't give anything. a shit about anything. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being very honest about um, that. Oh yeah, no, that's that's grand. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't mind talking about things like that because. Um, yeah. To me, you should just be able to talk about things like that as as much as like talking about getting a cup of tea. But um, yeah, the guy in the book just doesn't care about anything. And in fact, when I was reading about it, reading it again, I was getting frustrated with him a bit. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, oh come my on, God, man. <laughs> I wanted to fucking swing him around the place. Um, I think... <laughs> I get the impression, Fiona, that you didn't like the book. <laughs> no, see, this is the thing. It it really made me mad. Okay. Um, you know, it, fuck. Like, okay. <laughs> like, you know, especially, you know, given the times we're in at the moment. Yeah. Um, I'm sure most people listening know, but myself and Shane are both comedians on um, the Irish comedy circuit, and it's on fire at the moment mm-hmm. as are many industries but like okay so maybe it's because <laughs> i like you and i were kind of discussing this the other day that it's been hard to switch off yeah yeah definitely going on and i was really saying to myself god i'm gonna have to actively switch off from that to get into this book because yeah. i read like, i'd read the first few pages and <laughs> I didn't know anything about this book and I was like okay it's so short it must just be about this man's relationship with his mother mother, and like his loss of her and okay you know that's that's gonna be good to just switch off and read this and then you get a few chapters in and there's this fucking cretin Raymond and (laughs) then like you start to realize what a fucking dickhead the main guy is as well and it's all going on and I was like yeah well, that's the thing. Um, so in the book, the first line is, my mother died um, yesterday, or it was the day before, or maybe the day yeah. before. I I don't know. That's basically it. Something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what you say. Yeah. So uh, it kind of just shows that he doesn't really care about his mother's death. Mm-hmm. And he goes to the funeral, and he cares more about things like he's looking around like the the narr- he's the narrator of the book so he oh, he spends a lot of time just talking about how people look and um he gets affected by the sun a lot and yeah. he, <laughs> that makes him do crazy things yeah <laughs> and he uh like goes into great detail about let's say he sees a guy with um uh some guy he's talking to who has blackheads on his nose and he goes into such detail about things like that, physical things of people around him and of things around. And he barely spends any time talking about how his mother died or how yeah. it affected him. Um, and people are looking at him a bit weird because he's smoking. He's going for a fag break 
you know <laughs> he just doesn't give a fuck <laughs> about yeah. his mother's uh death but you know so it seems and uh so it can like that's kind of frustrating but the thing about it is for me because uh it's that he's just honest that he doesn't really care and yeah. he's not going to pretend that he he's really upset about his mother's death when he's not you know mm. like and if if it was you or I who were in that situation we would I mean if we we would probably be upset <laughs> but yeah, I don't if, we, so. <laughs> if we weren't we would probably kind of you know play the game a bit or kind of you know what I mean kind yeah, of go yeah, through the motions like, and yeah, like sadness yeah 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 because that's what you're expected to do that's what society says you do that's just what you do naturally and yeah. um, but this guy doesn't he just you know he in the next day after the wedding or after the sorry the funeral he <laughs> goes swimming goes to the movies has sex with his girlfriend yeah you know and that's kind of the book the point of the book is that uh this is so outlandish to society that that's because in the middle of the book he kills a guy for seemingly no reason and he gets put on trial but he seems to be more um they seem to be more upset with him like the law and society for not being um sad over his mother's death than killing the the arab guy yeah they hang on to that a lot yeah so um yeah so that kind of affects me too because in a small way, because I know from, um, I don't know, with families, like mm. sometimes my mother or sister or someone would have, an, uh, let's say, an argument with someone or they'd have a problem or whatever. And yeah. in a lot of families, um, if let's say if your mother had a feud with someone, you would back her up no matter what. Mm-hmm. But I... <laughs> And I've this has led to so many problems with my mother and stuff. I uh, can't do that if I know she's wrong, let's say. Or if yes. I know someone's wrong, I can't just because they're my family. I can't do that. So yeah. in a way, that's kind of I relate to the main character. Because, you know, society says you should back your family yeah. no matter what. And I, that's one way that I kind of relate to the main character in that he wouldn't do that either he'd if he just goes how he truly feels which is either nothing or uh you know he's just not interested in things or he if somebody is i would imagine that if his sister had a problem with someone and she was in the wrong he would he wouldn't back her up if you know what i mean that makes me sound a bit callous (laughs) no you know what it's so funny because i have been um getting in disagreements with my family about the exact same thing (laughs) like I no I wouldn't um obviously I I would always you know I want to back my family and support them but like if they do stuff I disagree (laughs) with I've I've gotten in trouble for that before as well and like even now like um we were out for a walk the other day and (laughs) this man kind of like bumped into my mom by accident I'm sure okay and my brother was like to me oh you'll you'll probably say Fiona that you know we don't really know what that man is going through okay yeah 
So um, I definitely get what you mean in that. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what would probably be said in my house too, <laughs> you know. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, it's crazy because like your own family probably make you feel like you're strange or not like a exactly. typical person for that, but actually like probably a lot of people are. Mm. And that's kind of the theme of this book, I think, really. Um, yeah. I know it's taken to the outlandish levels, but um, yeah, it's yeah. just to be honest, you know. It's mad because maybe it's because I didn't know anything or like have any prior knowledge about the book. But when I was reading his, how he dealt with the mother's funeral and mm. death, I was just kind of thinking about like, you know how some people... Um, how someone close to them dies and they're so like in shock or so whatever they're just going through the motions yeah they're not properly like accepting of their grief yet I now know like after finishing the book that that wasn't the case yeah this man he's just a psycho but initially (laughs) I was like oh I get like that that um behavior at the funeral is not that unusual or like you know you could see some people having that reaction yeah yeah you could see like in in real life somebody kind of going numb maybe or yeah, yeah oh, not being yeah. able to um uh, ex- not 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 being able to accept reality but it just hadn't sunk in yet yeah um, especially yeah. if it's a shock but to this guy yeah. in the book he was like it doesn't really matter <laughs> yeah and I see that now for sure I'm like, oh, he's not wrong. yeah it's like she's dead it doesn't matter she's dead what can yeah. what can you do you know and then he yeah. kind of ju- says well I hadn't talked to her for a while anyway so it doesn't make any difference to me mm-hmm. you know um and it's he's like that with every aspect of his life there's a bit when his girlfriend comes to um she proposes marriage to him yeah in the middle of the book and he basically is like yeah if you want it doesn't bother me <laughs> you know yeah. it's not yeah, important if we get married or not which is like such a thing that like I don't know it's so heartbreaking when like because he can technically say to himself what I'm not doing anything wrong I'm not saying I don't want to get married and I'm saying she can do whatever she wants but it's like what you're actually saying is like you don't care about her enough to just yeah it or yeah like there's a lot of that in like you know so many relationships oh yeah of course like the one partner will have to ask the other partner to show emotion and then they're the crazy one for like yeah you know being put in the position where they have to ask um, that <laughs> definitely was, yeah um yeah. but yeah he but to him it's just not important because who is to him in the book his like marriage isn't important because who cares if a person is married or not it's not interesting yeah you know yeah. And he, he doesn't find anything interesting but obviously it um hurts his fiance she cries because mm. he's she's like you don't love me and he's like it doesn't matter if i love you <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Mate, you? i know i yeah. like when i was a younger person i probably kind of just read that and i was like okay but i i this time when i was reading it again from a kind of more mature perspective i was a yeah. bit like um all right come on man (laughs) yeah I get you like there's definitely a younger me that would have read this and been like he's just cool and no one gets him yeah 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 I'll not care and then when you read it when you're well I've only read it when I'm a bit older I'm 
oh i hate um apathy and i hate people who are like a little pussy bitch which is what i really describe him as really yes i get that he doesn't care yeah like say even when he had to write the letter for oh uh, yes raymond and first he didn't want to write that the letter that was going to be to his um to Raymond's girlfriend who he believed he was having an affair. Yeah, so this guy Raymond has a girlfriend who uh, he thinks is cheating on him. So yeah. they, he asks Merso, the main character, to write a letter to her, a really yeah. vicious letter yeah, um, to set her up so that he can then prove that she was cheating so he can be, beat her or spit in her face, I think. Yeah, he'd already beaten her once, but yeah. he said he'd done it nicely. And then he said, yeah, he wanted to spit in her face and probably beat her again and i think like get her in trouble get her in trouble with the cops yeah um what a great guy yeah um, so uh what's the main guy's name again merceau merceau so he initially did not want to write the letter but then he's so not arsed to get into like any tiny bit of confrontation that he writes this letter like he puts this woman in so much danger just because he's not arsed well, that's it, yeah, because like, it's he's just can't be arsed. That's right. he can't be arsed arguing with the guy with Raymond, yeah, as to why it would be yeah. wrong or anything. He's just like, well, what difference does it make? Doesn't make any difference to me. And she probably yeah. did cheat anyway, so who cares? And um, that's part of the book that I just can't really get my head around. Like, what's the why he does this? Um, it's not some, like I can get kind of all right. He, he's honest with his feelings about his mother's death. I can kind of, um, I kind of, in a way, I kind of appreciate that. And he's does mm-hmm. when he's at work, his boss is like, "Oh, you can move to give. I can give you a raise, and you're moving to Paris, and it's a much better opportunity." And he's just like, "Yeah, yeah, okay," <laughs> you know. And he's yeah, just like, we have, "We've all been there." Like, yeah, he's just yeah. like, you know, it doesn't matter if I go there, or if I go here, it's fine. And his boss gets angry with him. And I'm like, all right, I can relate to that. But when he's setting up this poor woman to be, you know, assaulted, um, just out of pure, like you said, apathy, like he just does not care. He's not interested in her. He's just doing it for no real reason. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's something that I kind of can't get my head around as to why he did that. It's kind of confusing to me, you know, apart from him just being a bastard. Yeah, just, or you know, just being so completely amoral that it just does not affect him whatsoever. Exactly. Like, I think we all know these people who just want the world to happen around them yeah. and like live their own life without having to get involved in anyone else's. But like mm-hmm. what they don't realize or don't care about is like just by existing, you affect others. Yeah, that's like, true. So, it's not it's not possible to do like i i can understand why people want to do it sometimes but like this yeah yeah um (laughs) no like the the, any of the stuff with raymond and the girlfriend was obviously very difficult to read but like and even Mm. when he's seeing her get the shit kicked out of her and his marie is like get the cops get the cops yeah reaction is I don't like cops. I don't like cops. Yeah. That's like fair. (laughs) None of us do. But at the moment, like. There's a woman in trouble. Has been kicked to death. Like. Yeah. You don't want to get the cops, get someone or like intervene or (laughs) 
Oh, yeah, he's just <laughs> he's just so completely detached from from everybody and everything that he just can't yeah. seem to um he just can't seem to understand because there's a lot of things in in the book where he just he kind of says a lot I don't under, I, a lot of things happened next that I don't understand. So he's kind of just detached from other people's feelings I think as well. Um, and like I said, that's a part of the book that I find kind of confusing. I think it's just to show that it's, I don't know, it, he's completely, just completely apathetic to anything, you know? Yeah, yeah. Even something so horrible as uh, setting up a woman, you just go Joe, to get assaulted and nearly kicked to death. Yeah, he yeah. He's just so, um, ap- like you said, apathetic that he he just goes along with it just to you know just kind of pass the time yeah yeah (laughs) exactly exactly and like even the um okay but this is the thing that I was like okay you truly are a little fucking serpent when he is you know um contemplating the fact that like he's gonna die like that he might be sentenced to death Mm. he's like oh that's actually the only thing I'm really interested in in life is death Mm. But mm-hmm. not when it happens to me when it happens to someone else and I'm like okay <laughs> if you really were that interested in it like you'd fucking want it yourself not that I like want well it. I will disagree with you there I think that okay. at the end of the book he comes to realize that he um he himself is interested he wants not that he wants to die but he kind of realizes with his own death that it doesn't matter if he does die or not He's going to die anyway. Yeah, that's true. You know? no, so right. it, he wants, the la- I think like the last line of the book is, uh, like he was, all, he was saying, I am interested. I'd love to go and watch a lot of other people be executed. Yes. And in the last line of the book, he says, uh, the only thing I want for my execution is to have a huge crowd of people watching it. Um, yeah. So he's come to realize that his own death is probably the most interesting thing about his life. And that's kind of the main philosophy, I think, about any life that nothing really matters, only, only, only dying, <laughs> which is, a, which I is know. a bit um, morbid, I guess. But to me, it's um, <laughs> to me, it's that's kind of the main thing that I take away from it. That Sometimes not- you can't help but think that. To be fair, like I know yeah. it's dark, but like, well, to, like people say it's dark, but to me, it's just not. It's it's not. Um, mm-hmm. Like, because, all right, I know dying, nobody wants to die. But um, to me, it's just, uh, what it kind of says to me is that, like he says in the book, my life, I could go back and live it another way, but it doesn't matter because one life is the same as another life. Mm. You know, we're all, no matter how rich you are, no matter how, you know, well off you are, no matter who you are, we're all dead anyway. It's just, Mm -hmm. so you might as well just enjoy what you have that's kind of what I took from it yeah yeah there's no point pining for other you know lives or regretting what you've done and I think that's very easy for him to say as a person who's never wanted for anything (laughs) or had to oh yes of course danger or like yeah because uh, for the first half of the book he basically is he's not really he's just kind of existing so he's not really in pain he's not in any trouble he's just has a kind of mildly 
pleasant life who just goes swimming and works and you know he doesn't really do anything uh, or he's not suffering at all Um, exactly yeah yeah. so so it's like it's easy for you to say that like no one should want anyone else's life (laughs) like because your life is quite nice yeah Um, I guess that is true yeah but what else was I gonna say there the yeah like the death thing and thinking that so funny I was I've moved house recently like mm-hmm. moved home and I was packing up all my stuff and like how many bags and boxes of shit you just have and like it's always like during those times that you obviously start getting a bit um philosophical but I was like god life is nothing but like gathering shit yeah collecting it and then when you die someone just has to sort through it and yeah and I was like wow maybe I'll get less stuff (laughs) well yeah that's actually a good point because that's kind of a realization that I came to once I was like you know like the washing the dishes getting up and going to work all the horrible drudgery Mm. of life that's actually life you know what I mean that is your life that was that's what life is so you might as well try and just accept that and yeah. enjoy it as much as you can which is I don't know the Camus the author of the book he was well his philosophy is absurdism which is right. what this book is based on really yeah yeah so his uh, um I don't know if you've he's got another essay called the myth of Sisyphus right okay yeah and uh sisyphus was a guy in ancient greece who you know not in ancient greece like mythology and i think he had sex with like zeus's wife or something like that and he got he got punished by um being forced to push a rock up a mountain for all eternity all right and every time he pushed it up to the top it would roll back down again so he had to do that for all eternity, right? And um, Camus said that what he should do, Sisyphus, because he said it's a metaphor for all our lives. Oh, we're all pushing a, a rock up a hill. Mm. But that what you have to do is um, enjoy it as much as you can, no matter what. That, yeah. And that's what I kind of take as well, that, uh, you know, life is pretty meaningless, if you think about it for, t- for too much, like I have, <laughs> but <laughs> um, so you have to try and uh, enjoy it, like the fucking, like you said, packing boxes, moving from one place to another, like that's all just, like that is life, if you know what I mean. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably not explaining it too well. No, but, I think you really are. Um, like to me, and that's kind of something that I've had to come to terms with because when I was in my having my fucking existential crisis. I was going, oh, is this my life? You know, I was working in a supermarket at the time. I was like, is this my life? Is this what I'm going to do? No, does not, you know, uh, I want to be rich. I want to be famous. I want to, you know, all this stuff that you have in your head. And, Mm. but I kind of gradually came to the acceptance that, yeah, this is actually life. Like this stuff that you do every day, that's what your life is. And you should just try and enjoy it, you know? Um, Yeah. So, I mean, I don't really... Uh, I think that's kind of in in this book as well. Um, the character Merceau, he, even though he is a, 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 like you said, a prick, he just he just tries to 
uh, enjoy the physical aspects of life. Yeah. You know, without, yeah. But like I said, it's taken to the extreme. Yeah, yeah. No, that's very true. And see, that's the interesting kind of thing about the book because like, as you say, and as Camus says, it is absurd, but there's also so much like relatable human behavior in it. Like, yeah. Um. So like, yeah, it kind of pushes everything to the extreme and you're like, oh my God, yeah, sometimes I don't give a shit. But if I <laughs> pushed myself to the limit of not giving a shit, I guess this is... Yeah, you're going to... You're going to shoot a guy on a beach for no reason. Yes, yeah. It's a really interesting form of, like, absurdism. Because, yeah, yeah. You know. Because that's what happens in the book then. He um, he, he sets up this woman to be beaten up and her brother comes along, who is just called the Arab. Constantly. They never yeah. once call him the man. Um, <laughs> Which I'm like, look, I don't expect much from this guy at this stage, but it still rubbed me up the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, he's just the Arab. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard the song by The Cure called Killing an Arab. No, um, actually. Anyway, that's based on this book, yeah. No way. But, um, yeah, so they set up the, or yeah, they set up the woman and then her brother, the Arab, is kind of looks is looking for revenge. And yeah. um, Marceau goes for a walk on the beach. And the sun, he the sun seems to affect him a lot. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, I think it's like a metaphor for um, death, for his own death. He's trying to avoid it. Yeah. And he pull when the sun gets in his eyes, he pulls out the gun, and this Arab guy is coming towards him, and he just shoots him. Um, And really, he's if you kind of read it, it's more that he's trying to shoot the sun rather than guy it's the same thing to him Um, yeah it's all the same because it's all just an inconvenience to him yeah it's annoying (laughs) yeah like the sun the man the anything like yeah it's just uh yeah he doesn't really seem to think about the the emotional impact of anything or the um consequences of anything it's just if it's annoying to him at the moment in in that moment he'll act on it like the guy was annoying him about his girlfriend. So he said, yeah, okay, I'll just write the letter, you know? Yeah. And this uh, son was annoying him. So he shot the guy in front yeah. of him. And uh, then he goes to court. Because that's like the end of the first half of the book when he shoots the the Arabic guy. Yeah, and then yeah, he yeah. goes to court and they, they're, mo- they're mostly asking him about the way he acted in his mother's funeral. Um, yeah. So they're kind of saying, why... Why weren't you crying? Why did you um why did you go out and uh you know start smoking fags and why were you swimming with your girlfriend the next day? You know, do you not you don't even care about your mother? And mm. um he was just like, Well, it's just that's just the way it is. I'm I'm not gonna lie, you know? Yeah. Um so I think that there's no he had no reason for shooting the Arab really. No, it's interesting with the the court and like the way the lawyers or whatever handled it. It's like in saying, in pushing so much the shock factor of how could you not care about your mom's funeral, but not really yeah. saying how could you shoot this man yeah. Who, yeah. who was nothing to you. Like, is that them almost being like, 
I can understand why he would shoot the man, but I can't understand why he would not cry at his mom's funeral. That's kind of what yeah. <laughs> that yeah, it's kind of more um it's society says that it's it understands more why well this is Camus' view that it's more understandable to shoot some fella than it is to not be upset at your own mother's death. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and that that's that's what actually condemns him more than the actual murder. Mm. Um yeah. and because what it is is that uh like society has all these rules and because he breaks that rule of not caring about his mother's it's completely meaningless to him that's more of an affront to the society than you know killing a man um that's kind of like the main point of the book i think that because he's so honest and because he lives by his own morals uh, in the society that has certain rules and expectations he is um condemned for it you know yeah totally um, yeah. and what about okay, have you read much albert camus because this is the first thing of his i've um, i've only read this i've read one called the plague which okay. is really good and i read another one as well and i tried reading the myth of sisyphus but it was just too dense <laughs> but okay. i read kind of like um uh, i read like a summation of it because that goes on for ages it's a big long 90 page essay about but it's a lot to do with like the because he was algerian yeah. so uh, a, a lot of it is um kind of based around france and algeria's relationship which is kind of something that i was kind of lost when i was trying to read the myth of sisyphus okay yeah that'll probably be a bit lost on me as well yeah um uh, yeah i think i remember my friend maddie lending me one of his books to try and read before mm, i think it had an orange cover okay but i don't what it was but I think I wasn't too arsed yeah. <laughs> you were like the guy in the book you just couldn't really give a shit <laughs> I relate to him so much um, <laughs> this book. well I think I'm sure I should have given him more of a chance but I probably was just being impatient yeah no I can understand that like it really like I said when I re- read it this time I even even I am a fan of the book and I'm a kind of he's not a hero but he's like someone i can relate to on certain levels but even i was going fucking yeah. hell man you know show a bit of some emotion about something you know about the yeah. especially i don't know it was the woman asking him for marriage and he was like yeah whatever you know yes, get yeah. married not get married it's the same thing mm. uh, you and know it's... it all leads to the same road which is that we're going to die yeah no like I'm, I'm glad I read the book like I'm glad you suggested it and I wasn't like I guess maybe it's I don't want to say this too lightly but like may it's good sometimes if a book makes you angry or if it like mm. it makes you feel something strongly sometimes you don't have to go like go through that shit in a book if you're like oh well this book is actually very similar to what I've lived in real life yeah yeah and yeah I, say to that person it's important for you to read this I'd be like yeah you know give yourself a break (laughs) (laughs) but I like so I you know I don't like necessarily agree with like let's say the shock factor sometimes Mm -hmm. but I I like I get what he was doing and trying to say and trying to like push to the extreme like I'm glad I read it because his like philosophy is absurdism so basically it's that um uh, the absurd 
absurdism of humanity is trying to put meaning and rules in a completely random meaningless universe that yeah that, that's what is absurd so the character in this book um doesn't do that he lives just without meaning yeah you know and i do get that like because yeah. society is absurd so much of it like there's so much of it that i want to burn to the ground as yeah. we all do like because it's just fucking like <laughs> i know especially the i mean reasons the last few months has just been yeah you know it's one thing after another you know exactly no yeah. and it's car- like you said it's kind of uh, in these times i'm just so much going on it, i suppose it is kind of hard to read about a guy who's so detached and dispassionate about everything you know that's- what i mean think that's the main thing because like that's something that we've that like a lot of people have been like upset about or angry about or speaking out about people who are like oh well it doesn't affect me so I'm not gonna yeah speak or get involved and it's like look (laughs) yes I understand that but it's not good enough like because you're even like okay let's take the example of in comedy like not just Irish comedy Mm -hmm. comedians being like I don't know like feeling willing to keep engaging in like lad banter that can be upsetting to people um because it would be an inconvenience or annoying for them to have to stop doing it yeah or being around um being around like I can say from my own personal experience I've been in clubs and comedy clubs where I've been you know hanging around backstage or well not really backstage but you know on the stairs or whatever (laughs) and uh um people getting into that kind of lad banter yes and I haven't said anything you know Which is something that probably, uh, there was one, I remember one time a guy saying, talking about, oh my God, there's so many gays around now. Where do they all come from? You know? And I was like, that's in my head. That's so stupid and horrible thing to say. But I didn't say anything, which is something, you know, that we all have to kind of, or well, me, for my own part. So many times, sure. Like we both know, like too many times to count. Like, yeah. <laughs> to say it on the stairs or on wherever there's yeah. conversations that are like not only stupid but like dangerous sometimes yes they keep this system and this cycle going and supported and it's like it's it's dangerous to say nothing and we've all mm-hmm. done it I've done it so many times mm-hmm. yeah um, um and like you said this guy in this book I could easily and I probably have done that in a certain level gone well it doesn't really affect me you know yeah. I don't think I've thought that consciously but I just haven't really got interested or in you know the things that are happening to other people or I yeah. haven't really taken the time to get interested in it I've just concentrated on myself and what I'm doing um so I could really very easily go oh well it doesn't affect me I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing um and carry on and you know but I think it's when you do hear about things and when you do see how it's affecting other people, um, you kind of say, all right, I have to change myself. You know, even if you think yourself that you're not doing anything, you're still kind of part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
So I can see how after all that went on in the last week, that reading about this guy who just, <laughs> especially, <laughs> I can see how it probably pissed you off. Probably the wrong book for the time. But look, <laughs> that's, that's fine for for me. Um, yeah. you know, I know I'm I'm okay. And like it's it's good. It's actually it brings up a really good conversation because you can, you know, if someone read this book at the moment, you can be like, see, that's what can happen. <laughs> I know, like say a lot of people in our daily lives who don't give a shit probably mm-hmm. aren't gonna end up killing someone. But like, yeah, like. I don't know, it's all on the same spectrum almost or something. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely, yeah. But yeah. It's been tough, actually, so to yeah. even accept yourself or myself. Yeah. My own time, you know, I know it's a small part, but it's still something that I probably should have, you know, taken more stock in. Yeah, no, me too, for sure. And it's yeah. like, I don't know if, um, I guess there are a lot of aspects of society that teach you just look after yourself. I suppose that's kind of capitalism. I don't know. To be like, just look after yourself, just do you, and you can only really take care of yourself in this world. I feel like that is like something that's... Well, yeah, and if you really, that is the whole thesis behind this book, isn't it? Yes, yeah. yeah. And... I think as well, sorry to interrupt, but I think that, like you said, is it society or capitalism, whatever, that kind of teaches us that. But as well, I think, and I can only speak from our, our an Irish point of view, the whole kind of hangover of Catholic Ireland. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I remember growing up and, you know, don't tell anyone what happens in this house. It doesn't go beyond the door. You know, that kind of, um, you know, if you hear something's going on in the, the house next door, nobody gets involved. Yes, you know it's all kind of hidden, and I think that's probably still. Um, you just don't want to get involved. It's not your business. Yeah. Um, everything's done behind closed doors, and that's kind of changing in Ireland. But I think because we all know of um, people who have been doing stuff in comedy that we don't agree that's wrong. Yeah. But I mean, uh, I think we've all kind of collectively sort of kind of just ignored it and got on with things in a way not I mean a lot of us have done or you know boycotted places and things like that but we have um there's some more that you can do you know a lot of that is just not getting involved I think yeah yeah I agree with you I agree with you especially um oh the boycotting thing I think has been like like some things have been like brought to light for me about that in the last few days because like a lot of us have boycotted Mm -hmm. this one area and felt like you know that is taking a stand and that's showing yeah whatever but actually what I'm kind of realizing um or has been brought to my attention is like with all the air quotes sound people who care Mm. about the mistreatment of women or whoever in comedy Mm -hmm. not going to this place yeah um it gives the people who are there kind of more freedom to behave exactly how they want to especially like new comics coming on the scene who like don't know any better yeah Um, that's true that i haven't hadn't thought of that because either honestly until the last few days and i'm like these young comics are 
who don't know better are going there and there obviously could be in some form of harm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's something to think about. And like Um, I said, it's kind of boycotting and turning a blind eye into you kind of feel like you're doing something. Mm, Yeah. But maybe we need to do uh, more, you know. It's fucking hard to know. Yeah. But like, I think we all know that we want to fucking do something. Yeah. Yeah, we're all like, yeah but so so yeah like the timing of this book for that reason especially because when i was when i was i'd forgotten all about the plot of the of the lady being kicked to death nearly you know (laughs) i was thinking oh my god we agreed on this book you know before everything yeah but then i was thinking jesus what the what does fiona think of me now that i told her to read this book (laughs) (laughs) you know we've had a good chat about it so yeah you know it's no problem i think i think um i can so see how this book would appeal to you or me or anyone when you're in your early 20s Mm -hmm. figure out like what you actually care about or what the fuck is it all about Um, yeah i can so see why Uh, because i think Um, at that point in your life when you're in your mid-20s you've kind of grown up but you still don't know who you are or what anything is about you know um yeah. you're still searching for something and yeah. uh you know i think this book can kind of um it can kind of comfort you in the fact that maybe there's nothing there <laughs> really <laughs> yeah. to search for that nothing really matters at all yeah like in a way at that age you're almost more childish because like at least when you're a child or a teenager you're immature but you maybe know you're immature or you know you have grown to whereas mm-hmm. like when you're in your early 20s like no one can tell you anything yeah like you're like no I've got it figured out now mm-hmm. so like then you know getting a bit older is the next layer onto that yeah when well, my life got so much um more relaxed internally in in me when i turned 30 you know yeah how old uh, how old are you if you don't mind me asking okay i'm uh i'm gonna be 30 in october oh honestly it's so much better than your 20s (laughs) i'm really looking forward to it though like i have felt the thing of like oh my god i haven't achieved what i want like i've never worried about actually being in my 30s like i yeah good crack and a nice place to be but I was like fuck I haven't done x y and z but I'm kind of getting over that now yeah see that's kind of what the issue I had was like oh my god I haven't done anything I'm t- mm. and I'm and I was going like oh my god I'm 26 and my life is nearly over and I haven't <laughs> done anything you know yeah. <laughs> and then like that's what I was kind of saying earlier when you get in when I got into my 30s I kind of realized oh look just enjoy what you have enjoy you know try and enjoy moment to moment not that I've done that successfully probably only about 10 percent of the time but that's kind of what i aim to um aim to achieve just enjoy life now you know (laughs) yeah like give yourself a bit of credit as well like you've changed your entire mindset and like gotten to a better place so like yeah oh yeah 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 i suppose 10 percent of the time (laughs) it still was i think yeah and some people never do that that's true big time yeah good 
But um, no, I've really uh, enjoyed talking about this. Any parting thoughts now? Me? Um, uh, first, I would say definitely read the book. It might yeah. make you angry. Um, yeah. It might make you frustrated. But I do think it has a lot of value. I think it's a good read. You might be a psychopath. You might really like the character. <laughs> you might, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good embedding you know. process in that way. <laughs> so either way, you're, you can you enjoy it and you'll get angry at him. And you'll enjoy it because you really relate to him. Or you can kind of be me where it's a mix of both. Um, yeah. And, you know, and I think the main message um, from the book is something that I definitely agree with, which is that... Um, nothing like none, none, nothing really matters in life except maybe because we're all going to die and in a hundred years no one's going to even remember you anyway so you might as well just enjoy what you have stop worrying about anything um just don't hurt other people and you know just get on with your your life and have try and have as much fun as possible which is what I take from it and that's kind of my own personal philosophy so if I can uh, get that from this book, maybe you'll be able to get something too. That is, what a beautiful... I know, Jesus, I surprised myself there. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> by Shane Cooper. Um, that was fab. Thank you so much, Shane. No problem. And hope everyone... It's good to talk to you. You too. There you have it. There you go. That's the chat. Hope you enjoyed that and I hope you have a lovely fortnight. I'll be back to you in two weeks with another thrilling episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for reading along with me. And I'll see you very soon. (laughs) Bye-bye. You've just listened to Fiona's Book Club with Fiona Frawley. For more, go to fionasbookclub.com or follow online at Fiona Frawl or at Fiona's Book Club. New episodes every second Tuesday.